What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And good day to you. Thank you so much for being here. This is Marla Tabaka, and we have a great topic today. As always, don't we always have great topics on the show? I just love it, and I hope you do too. Uh, today, we're talking about confidence, especially confidence in entrepreneurs, and five ways that you can boost your confidence now. But first, I have to ask you if you're even lacking confidence, and if you say yes to that, believe it or not, that could be a good thing. And okay. coach entrepreneurs, I help entrepreneurs succeed. I can, in all confidence, no pun intended, tell you that you are not the only entrepreneur who second guesses themselves. It happens, okay? Entrepreneurs do it a lot. You're not the only one who feels confused about the next steps or concerned and overwhelmed about how to handle a challenge from time to time. Nope, you are not the only entrepreneur who questions your ability and wishes you were smarter, more capable, and more confident, and well, the list goes on and on and on. We all do it. Everybody does it from time to time, and it's okay. I have to tell you, so many business owners are on this quest to become one of those steadily confident, outgoing people <laughs> who are at the top of their game 100% of the time. But the sad fact is that they're wasting their time and reaching for the impossible. Mindset, that perfect attitude, that, that strong confidence, really do question that confidence. The only difference between those who don't exude confidence and those who do is that the latter see their occasional psychological dips for what they really are. And what are they? An opportunity for growth. Okay? Because you know that when you're lacking confidence in a certain arena, you're, you're in a, a place of comfort and you're being asked by either your business or someone in life or your own, your own quest for, for success and, and growth. You're being asked to step outside of that, that comfort zone, outside of what you know well, outside of what you do well, outside of what you feel good about doing. And I'm not talking about ethical things. I'm, I'm talking about your ability and the limits that you put on them, uh, on your ability. Okay. So when we're asked to do that, it's only natural that we would 
question our ability to do so. And social media sure hasn't helped this problem either. I, I, I thought about this this morning when, when I was thinking about the show and kind of browsing through my social media pages. And, you know, it, it's funny how people put them out, themselves out there in social media. In fact, listen to this. Um, a scientist named Hannah Krasnova of the Institute of Information Systems at Humboldt University in Berlin led a series of studies that analyzed the effects of Facebook on certain human emotions. Facebook, and, and she just did Facebook, but this, and, and I think that's probably where this mostly rings true, but it can certainly be in other social arenas as well. But following people on Facebook and, and really studying, you know, post, monitoring their posts leads to feelings of envy among a significant percentage of users. And even worse is that over a long period of time, this envy leads to frustration and exhaustion, quote-unquote, from the study, which damaged the subject's overall satisfaction with their lives. It's only natural, right? Think about it. Only really negative people air their negative, the negative aspects of their lives repeatedly on Facebook, okay? And being an entrepreneur, you're probably not following many of those people. In fact, I hope you're not. And if you do, I would suggest maybe hmm, reconsidering why you're doing that and, uh, and maybe unfriending them because they won't even know it. The people who you as an entrepreneur are probably following are putting their best foot forward in social media, well, because they have to, right? They're, they're posting their life's highlight reel. That's the way I like to look at it. You know, only the great stuff, the good stuff. Maybe they throw in the occasional challenge here and there just to, to mix the bag up a little bit. But, you know, mostly it's the things that will help their audience admire and respect them and look to them for help or to buy their product or whatever it is that their mission in social media is all about. We don't get to hear that their kids got in trouble with the police or that they're struggling with, you know, grief or anything else that depicts a realistic life story. We just don't typically from, from the typical fellow entrepreneur. Now, as a coach, I talk about a bit of that from my own life here on the show and, and in social media because I, I want, through my own struggles, I want to help other people grow. And I think a lot of coaches probably do that, and uh, but but that's one of the few areas that you're going to find people who do that. No one's life is perfect, yet in social media, nearly everyone's life is perfect. So what does that? What kind of head games does that cause us to to play when when we're being pushed into a place that's outside of our comfort zone? Here's an example. This morning. I read a post from a motivational speaker who's on Facebook and, and who I consider a peer, um, not a close friend, but certainly someone I've had discussions with and, you know, I, I, I know him fairly well and I know his struggles and triumphs and in his business and I know that this weekend he hosted a two-day conference and I also know how much grief and stress and frustration went into that conference. Planning conferences are, is, is, it's, it's not an easy job. It's a lot of work. And boy, talk about questioning yourself. You know, plan a conference and, and you'll find out how much you will question yourself. But in his post about the conference that took place this weekend, 
oh my gosh, he made it sound like a miracle. Like it was some sort of a, just a, a flawless event, a breeze, a series of just flawless and simple tasks that led to this weekend of perfection and triumph. And the conference was so great and everything leading up to the conference was so great. Well, I know that the conference was great because I know him and he's good. He's awesome. He's amazing. But I also know that the real, real story is that there was a lot, a lot of baggage and energy behind planning this conference. And he painted a picture in social that was a bit skewed. But what would I have him do? Of course, you know, you want to celebrate your success in social. In fact, you should. But I'll tell you what. Recalling the blood, sweat, and tears that went into my conference, my Make It Happen conference last fall, had had I read his post and posts like it and, and not known him and believed the, the tone of my friend's post, I would have felt like an absolute failure if I'd have read that before my conference. And it would have been very, very demotivating for me because I really struggled to put that together. There were a lot of struggles. There's a time when I did feel like such a failure because of other similar stories. But now I have a more realist, realistic uh, view of it, okay? I, I get it. I understand it. And, and as my confidence has grown as a coach and an entrepreneur and a person over the years, I've become less, um, you know, less vulnerable, let's say that, to other people's stories. But I'll tell you. When I first started coaching, I, you know, one of the very first things I did with the onset of social media, because yes, I'm one of those people that, you know, social media wasn't around all my adult life. This was new, okay? And so with the onset of social media, the first thing I did was I went onto Facebook and, and, and Twitter eventually, and I started following all of those coaches that I aspire to be someday, to be like someday. And I'll tell you what, I remember days where I'd get on social and I would read their posts and I would just start playing computer solitaire or I would, you know, find some mundane, wasteful activity, waste of time kind of activity because I would become so down reading about their success and how amazing they were and how amazing their lives were and how picture perfect their relationships were and their children were. And I had to stop following them. You know, finally, it took a year. I'll confess it. It took a year for me to say, okay, you know, they're, they're not inspiring me. They're bringing me down. And I stopped following them. And then I started, you know, thinking about, okay, come on, let's get real. No one's life is that perfect. And then as my career grew and I got to know these peers and I got to know them on a more personal level and have discussions with them and, and things, I realized, wow, of course they're only putting their best foot forward. I mean, why would anybody go on there and, and, and talk about their lives, the, the aspects of their lives that, that are not good when they're in the business of helping others create great lives? And this does not diminish a coach's ability or anyone's ability to help others succeed. If you don't go through your own struggles, right, you're not going to be able to help the people through their struggles. So there's social media. It really does add to this whole confidence thing. But it's not just social media that gives us a skewed perception. Not at all. I mean, really, who shows up at a networking event or a mastermind group or a leads group to tell you 
that they have an awful life in business, right? Or that their business in first quarter is taking a, a significant plunge from, from first Q last year, year-to-date comparisons. You know, they're not going to talk about those things. Maybe in a mastermind, I, I don't know. I think most people put their best foot forward and only tell you the very little bit that you absolutely need to hear to help them. And we're just programmed to put on a happy face and give the illusion of perfection at these kinds of events. And apparently, we're also programmed to buy into it 100% when others do it. Even though we do it, no one else does it, right? Wrong. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. It's talking smack with Beth, the real sports mom. It's one hour of hot topics that matter to sports moms and athletes. We'll be bringing you tips and advice from the leaders in youth sports today, as well as some inspiring stories from athletes and sports moms. With our own Sports Moms Roundtable, you're invited to be part of our show. We strive to educate and empower sports moms everywhere. Join us for Talking Smack with Beth, the real sports mom, every Thursday at 12 noon central, right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. On Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're here talking about confidence in entrepreneurs, but really anyone listening to this show can learn a few things about confidence. So uh, I hope you'll, you'll stick with me and listen to the points that I have coming up for you later in the show. Also know that, as, as I've been doing lately, uh, this is also the topic of my ink column over at ink.com. So the meat of this show, the, the bullet points are over at ink. So you don't, uh, you don't have to take notes with, with the, the meat of this. So you can find that article over at inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco. And the name of the article is Five Ways to Boost Your Confidence Now. And that just posted this morning. So you can check that out after the show and know that you don't have to keep the notes. Okay. So, you know, we're talking about these different events and social media and, and how they can really mar our confidence because, you know, other people put their best foot forward and so do we, but we just kind of fall into that trap when we see other people doing it consistently and we can get that envy, that, um, those feelings of a failure, like we can't do it like they can and, uh, alternate between waves of a hundred percent faith and excitement to doubt and fear. Really given these circumstances, how can we not, but that's not the problem. The problem is that we think we are the only ones who do it. I found a great quote this morning that I think is perfect right here. It's by Peter T. McIntyre, a philosopher, who says, Confidence comes not from always being right, 
but from not fearing to be wrong, which is so true. It's, it's okay if we're not right, okay? And it's okay if we're wrong. You know, you just got to not be afraid to be wrong. And, and it's okay to admit when you're wrong and take corrective action steps when you're wrong, whether it's a simple apology or whatever it is. People make mistakes. People fail. And the successful people pick themselves back up and do what they have to do to get back on track. The self-questioning that goes on in your head is perfectly normal and natural. Think about it. How often must you, as an entrepreneur, step into an entirely new arena? Like, for instance, firing an employee or hiring an employee or expanding into a new market or trying new technology or, or, or I, mean, I mean, it goes on and on and on. How often do you have to step into a new arena? How often are you forced to do something that isn't at the top of your list of core competencies, something that you don't even think you're good at? You know, how are you supposed to balance your own books as an entrepreneur if you are terrible at math and, and you just don't have a math aptitude? If you're like most entrepreneurs... You're always exploring new territories. And when you constantly nudge the confines of what's comfortable to you, you're bound to feel disturbing pangs of hesitation and lack of confidence and even fear. There are those who have accepted this fact and those who have not. But the key, this, this acceptance is the key to increasing your confidence. Okay, so accept the fact that you're going to feel uneasy at times. Accept the fact that you're going to doubt your ability at times. Accept that you don't always know the right thing to do. If you recognize your discomfort for what it is, you're going to reduce your emotional pain and increase your profits, okay? That bottom line is going to shift if you can just accept this and feel more at peace with it. Now, we all have, as an NLP practitioner, I'll tell you, there's something that we in NLP call uh, the buy strategy, okay, as in purchase, the buy strategy. But it, it actually should be called the buy-in strategy. We all have different thresholds for buying into a new idea or a new experience, okay? Um, I have a friend, for instance, who when you, when you pitch an idea to her, something as simple as where to go for dinner or to go to dinner or to go to a movie or whatever, she has to really stop and tune in with how it feels to her. And she has to really think about it. And at first, that was really difficult for me because I'm the kind of person who'll get an idea and I'll say, ah, movie, that feels great. Let's do it. And that would just throw her off track. Oh, my goodness. It just, oh, it, it, was, it was really, really kind of tra- traumatic for her. But now I understand she needs a few minutes and with the big things, maybe a few days in order, in order to stop and, and really reassess or assess how she feels about doing things or about changing paths. So it's okay to do that. You just have to recognize what your buy strategy is. You might not be able to say, oh, this makes me really uncomfortable. And Marla Tabaka said that that's okay. And I just need to go with the flow. You know, you may have to take a day. 
you may have to take an hour. You may have to just learn to sit and breathe with it and then process it instead of, you know, barreling through it like a bull in a china shop. So know what your buy strategy is. When when something turns in your life or your business, recognize what it takes for you to to just finally settle down and say, okay, well, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to handle it. That alone will boost your confidence so much you won't even believe it. Once you recognize what your buy strategy is, how you respond to things, the space that you need in order to respond in, um, in, in the least painful way and, and start uh, honoring all of that, it's going to help you so much. Now, I have a few confidence-building strategies beyond that that you can rely on when you're, when you're called upon to expand your knowledge and expertise or to step outside of that comfort zone. Um, pretty much an everyday occurrence, right, when you're an entrepreneur. But first, let's consider this, this question to further put things into perspective. Are all entrepreneurs alike? You know, we read a lot of, of, of stories, and, and I'll, I'll confess, I write, I write a number of them myself, articles for Inc. Magazine saying, you know, these are the traits of a successful entrepreneur. These are the qualities of a successful entrepreneur. This is what a successful entrepreneur does every single day or every single morning. We do, and we, and we, we definitely interview really, really highly successful, wonderful people to come to our conclusions, but... All entrepreneurs are not alike. What works for one is not going to work for the other. And, and here's sort of a, an analogy. You know, while entrepreneurs do have common um, characteristics and, and skills, there's a wide range of individuality among them. Okay, So in sports, think about this. Some athletes do well because they love a sport and they're trained really, really well to play it. They've been training since, since kindergarten and they've really developed their skills, right? Others are full of natural talent and they require much less training and much less practice. It's, it's innate. They're, they just seem – they're born into it or something, right? Genetics, what can I say? And still others simply find their own successful approach to playing a sport even though they may not have been trained, okay? And entrepreneurs are the same way. Some receive formal training and skill development. Others were born in, in families of entrepreneurs. Some are natural for it. Still others break every rule or devise very unusual approaches but still succeed. You have your own style. What is your style? Accept your entrepreneurial style but know it and embrace it. Okay, so so think about what is my approach to being an entrepreneur? Do I break the rules? Do I make my own rules? Do I follow the rules? Do I paint outside of the lines or do I stay in the lines? And if I do paint outside of the lines, how far do I go? Know yourself. This is your first key to confidence is knowing that it's okay. Whoever you are, it's okay. There, there really are no rules. It's okay to take a different approach. In fact, the most rogue entrepreneurs are the ones who make it really, really, really big. But if you're someone who colors inside of the lines and follows all the rules and and doesn't take that big risky approach, you too can be successful. It depends on what your business is and what your goals are. 
So again, getting to know yourself, respecting that, embracing who you are, and yes, challenging yourself to step up to the plate when you know you need growth. That's a huge one. Okay, so the next the next thing I wanted to talk about is the importance of getting out of your own way. And and we've been we've been addressing that throughout the show. Think about when you're faced with something new, how can you accept that you don't know what you don't know, right? Leaders are not people who know it all. Okay? We always think, oh, a great leader knows everything. But leaders are really people who are willing to admit that they don't know it all. That is one of the qualities that makes a great leader. So just stop lamenting over your lack of knowledge when, you, when you're you know, challenged to, to face something new or to grow or expand or whatever it is that you have to do. And again, this is for people who are entrepreneurs and for people who are not. This is just life. Instead, create an action plan. If you have obstacles or challenges, as I like to call them, list what they are and then list all of your choices. When somebody comes into a coaching session with a huge, what they see as a huge issue, the very first thing I have them do is to list with me, we brainstorm on it together, what the options are. Okay? Because everyone has options. No matter how dire your situation is, you have choices. Okay? So do that. Create an action plan. Take a look at what choices are available to you and evaluate them. Evaluate when and where you need help and what your resources are as well. Get out of your head and make a mind map or, or a list of the next steps and then create a timeline to get there. I love mind maps. I have to tell you in my new book writing venture, I, every time I transition to a new chapter in my book writing, I get stuck. And I say, but oh my gosh, this isn't, this isn't the way I wrote the outline. This isn't the way I planned it. Because as I'm writing a chapter, I'm not sticking to the outline. I'm, I'm taking the information that, you know, I'm processing or that I have to offer and I'm just letting it flow. And I think that's how a, a good book happens. I don't think that people can stick to outlines 100%. And so I get stuck in that transition. So when I break out my whiteboard and start creating a mind map of how to connect the dots and what I want to say in my next chapter, aha, that is when the magic is born. So if you don't really know what a mind map is, just look it up on Google. There are programs on the computer that you can do mind mapping. Personally, they're not for me. I need to work with my hand to engage that that, uh, right creative side of my brain. And I believe that most people really do, but some people are really stuck in the computer. So fine, if that works for you, go for it. If not, use your whiteboard or a piece of paper or chalkboard or whatever you have. So mind mapping is powerful. So that's about that's talking about getting out of your own way. When, when we come back from this upcoming break, we're going to talk about understanding your value, really getting it, really embracing it. And we will be right back.
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Hey, kids. Do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. You know, during the break, I'm sitting here thinking, gosh, you know, this makes it all seem so easy. Just follow this list and you'll be on your way to success. Poof, it's like magic. And, <laughs> you know, of course it's not. I mean, this, this list, these ideas, these concepts, these truths that I'm bringing you today and in every Million Dollar Mindset show and in every ink article I write, they're, they're guidelines. They're realities that I hope will make your life easier and hope will make you feel better about yourself and who you are as a person, as an entrepreneur. So again, you know, since we're talking about confidence, I don't want you to walk away with these tips and, and in a week from now say, wow, I can't even make that work. You know, don't go there. This is just, you know, this kind of a self-improvement game is, is, is here for life. We never stop improving. And when I talk to really, really hugely successful people, there are so many things they do have in common. But on the top of the list, I'd say the top three things is always, always that they continue to learn and grow. They are always reading. They are always speaking to mentors or coaches. They are always learning through teaching and, and speaking and inspiring others and from others. So this growth game is, I mean, you're in it for life. And so realize that and, and make it fun. Make it enjoyable. You know, when, when something goes wrong in your life, and, and I'll tell you, it's taken me years to get to this place, so I don't say this lightly, and, and please don't think I do, but when something begins to go really, really awry in my life, I like to sit back and look at it from, from a second-person perspective and just kind of dissect it from a factual point of view. Oh, well, isn't that interesting? You know, how did I get to this place and how can I change it? And to really look at it as an opportunity for growth. And when you do that, wow, the world just shifts under your feet. It's pretty remarkable when you can say, okay, I'm, I'm faced with this challenge and yay, 
I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to learn how to deal with this and I'm going to learn how to get through this in a healthy way and I'm going to be a better person on the other side. And that, you know, just that perspective alone will, will help you to, to really, really get through the tougher times and have confidence that you always will because I do know something about myself from my own life experiences and from who I am today that no matter what is handed to me, I'll be fine. I'll be absolutely fine on the other side of it. So I want you to get there too because it is such a freeing, freeing feeling to be able to say that. So now we're talking next about understanding your value. And yes, as I just said, you know, you're going to be faced with challenges and opportunities that are simply not your strengths and never will be. They're going to be things that you were never good at dealing with. Okay, because we can't all be great at everything. We all have our core personality styles and areas of strengths and weaknesses. And if you want to find out what some of yours are, uh, read Tom Rath's uh, The Strengths Finder 2.0. It's a great book for assessing where your technical strengths are, you know, what, what kinds of things in life you're good at and, and what kinds of things you should stay away from. And if you have employees, one of the most important things, critical critical things you can do to make your business run well is to put people, as I always say, on the right seat, on the right bus and going the right direction. So play to their strengths. If you've got somebody who's a great writer, but you have them doing your bookkeeping and they only do a mediocre job, well, guess what? It's your fault, not theirs. Okay, so uh, check that out, StrengthsFinder 2.0. We got off a little topic, off on the topic a little bit there, but that's fun. That's just who I am. So this is a good thing when you look at the fact that you have strengths and weaknesses. I mean, who wants to live in a world where everyone's the same? Snooze button. I mean, how weary and dreary would that be, right? Embrace and play to your strengths and turn to others to complete the picture. So... In other words, you know, when you when you realize that you really hate doing something, okay, we usually hate doing something because we're not good at it and we never will be, okay? With entrepreneurs especially, it's not typical that we dread doing something because we just don't like it. It's usually because we know it's not a strength and we don't like to step into places of weakness. But once we embrace those places and we understand that we wouldn't be as good at the other things if we had if we had our strengths kind of spread across the board, then it it makes it easier. So turn to others to complete the picture. In the places in your business where you do not excel, hire people who do. All right. My next tip is to watch out for the waves. Yes, the waves as in the ocean. Many business owners just, you know, ride that wave when things are going really, really well. And just as many get gobbled up in it when things aren't going so well. Okay, so on both sides of the spectrum, it's important to stretch your wings and explore your next opportunities for growth. Don't just get caught in or on the wave. Find your middle ground and continue to grow and learn. Read books and online authors, attend conferences, and work with coaches and mentors, as I said in the point above, who can help you both professionally and personally. 
One of the biggest misconceptions, I, I guess I would call it, that many of the people who come into coaching with me have is that we're going to work on their business and only their business. In fact, I've had people come into coaching who have absolutely refused to bring their personal life into our discussions. Eh, big mistake, because guess what? Your business, <laughs> it's a part of you, okay? While you're not defined by your business or you shouldn't be defined by your business, it is a huge part of you and you of it. So if you're not functioning top-notch, then your business is not either. So I always say that, you know, when, when the entrepreneur is in balance, healthy, and whole, then neither is the business. So stretch those wings. Continue to grow. Um, talk to your coach and if you don't have a coach, hey, give me a call. I'm always there for you, right? Talk to your coach or your mentors or whoever your support system is and continue to do that when things aren't so great and when things are great. I have a lot of clients in the past who, oh, you know, they, they're doing pretty well and so they stop coaching and, and or they, you know, take a hiatus or whatever it is that they do. And then in a year or two, I get a call from them and say, wow, you know, yeah, we were on top of the world and now I can't pay the mortgage. Well, that's because you're not always looking for the next best thing and the next turn in, in your industry. So watch out for those waves. You know, I have, I have a um, couple of clients, I, I think it's okay if I say this because they've made it public, um, at Zinepack, fabulous, fabulous uh, business. And uh, they create these, these little magazines all about celebrities. They work closely with the celebrities. And I'm talking top-name celebrities, uh, especially musicians, mostly musicians right now. And they make these little magazines with all sorts of pull-out fun stuff and really, really cool kitchen there and, and fun little facts. And then the CD, the latest CD release is usually in the back. Well, you know, they've realized. I mean, they're right on it. They know that people don't buy CDs anymore. So what are they going to do with these magazines, right? And so they have just been on the top of that wave the whole time, always looking for the next vertical and horizontal growth opportunity. So these two gals are smart. Shout out to Kim and Brittany. You guys are brilliant because they just, they are growing with the industry trends instead of letting those trends get them under the wave, put them under the wave. Okay. So that's what I mean. Always make sure you're growing when things are great and when things are not so great, don't just wait for the downtime where you say, okay, I have to do something about it now. Stay off the waves. Okay. So the next talking point here is that, and, and we've already touched on this some, but I really want to drive this home, <clears throat> that it's important to differentiate between confidence and aptitude. Okay, we talked about, you know, hiring people, playing to your strengths and hiring people to fill in the gaps. Uh, here are a few more examples that we need to look at. Things like, do you, do you avoid things like public speaking or sales calls? Identify the areas of procrastination and differentiate between those where you definitely lack the aptitude to perform the task or whatever needs to be done and those that you avoid because they are not and never will be your strength, okay? So, for instance, you may not have the aptitude to do your bookkeeping. 
and I use I use bookkeeping a lot in this show, I guess, because I mean, really, a lot of entrepreneurs can't do it because your creative brain doesn't wrap itself around the numbers, or you may just be fearful of bookkeeping. Because you would prefer to stay dark about your numbers. You're avoiding them because what you don't know won't hurt you, right? Big difference between the two, see? What you don't know won't hurt you, right? So you just want to keep your head buried and, uh, and not know about those numbers. Well, that's so wrong. If you're avoiding something out of fear, find the means of support and accountability that will help you to conquer those fears, When you stop avoiding things that you deem unpleasant, your confidence is going to grow and your solutions will surface. So the point above is to find people, you know, the understanding your value point, find people who, you know, will complete the picture in the areas that you don't do well. But understand the difference between if you simply lack the confidence to do something or the courage or if you truly do lack the aptitude. And if you're lacking the confidence and courage, I encourage you to step in there and conquer it, to do it anyway, to find someone to help you or just do it yourself, um, whatever it takes to get through that. And again, as I said earlier, if you're lacking the aptitude, if it's just not your thing and it never will be, you know, you can try and conquer that. You can get okay at doing something like that. And a lot of entrepreneurs want to push through those things. The question I would ask is how valuable is it to the business? How valuable is it for you to take a a week-long QuickBooks course for instance, or whatever it is, programming course so that you can do something on your own so that you can code your own website versus your time out there being an entrepreneur and bringing in the business. So always ask that, you know, do the test, find out if something is really worth your time and effort before you try and conquer it, unless it's just a courage thing. And then you really do need to conquer it and step in to do it. And again, that's where coaching helps, having that encouragement, that support, and that accountability to to take those emotional risks. It's really important. Entrepreneurs are always taking emotional risks over financial risks. And when I say entrepreneurs are risk takers, that's what I mean. They'll take emotional risks. Smart entrepreneurs don't take potentially devastating financial risks at all. They play with other people's money. So, you know, for me, risk is about emotion, not the dollars and cents. So it's another thing to think about. When we get back, I'm going to have another great tip for you and then some insights for the women who are listening. And we're going to talk a little bit about women and confidence. We'll see you soon. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions? in both their business and personal lives. Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. 
people have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you, hold your hand as they point the way, and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. You know, you can always find me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. That's my email address should you like to uh contact me with a question, a suggestion, a thought, whatever it is, you know I'm always happy to hear from you. And my website is marlatabaka.com and you'll find me over at Inc. And uh, again, everything is under my name and it's uh, inc.com slash author slash marla hyphen tabaka. Same thing on Facebook and Twitter. I think there's only one of us out there, so I'm easy to find, and I love to hear from you. So the final tip in this area, before we start talking about women and confidence, because I think there's a unique set of concerns there with with women, uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but stop worrying about others. what others think. Wow. It's so refreshing when you can stop worrying. And uh, it reminds me of that old poem or whatever it is, uh, when I am old, I shall wear purple. Uh, yeah, I don't remember all the words to it, but it, it's really cool, basically, because it's, it, it basically says, growing older earns you the right not to worry about what others think. Well, why do we have to wait until we grow old? Of course, we want to make a good impression on people. Of course, we do. But if we start worrying about sounding stupid or not looking quite the right way or not fitting in, then we become a bundle of nerves. You know, when you become overly engrossed in what others think of you, you increase the odds of putting your foot in your mouth because you're nervous, you're stretched, you're you're concerned, you know. So most people, those worth knowing anyway, I should say, will forgive a simple mistake or misstep because they've made a few themselves. So don't verbally bash yourself if your first attempts aren't perfect. And, and, and don't 
concern yourself with what others will think and pleasing others on a constant basis. Of course, you want to be liked. That's important to all of us. Nobody wants to be disliked. But if you celebrate your growth and learn from your missteps, people are going to admire you. They're going to admire the courage that it takes to embrace that and to learn from it. And they're going to admire the growth that they see in you over time. So stop worrying about what others think and just go to that next networking event or give that next speech, you know, in confidence in, in who you are and enjoy it as much as possible. And I have a great modality that I use in my practice. I call it my secret weapon. And if you listen to this show regularly, you've certainly heard me talk about it. And that's the emotional freedom techniques, also known as tapping or EFT tapping. And it's a phenomenal technique that helps people get over their fears, get over their lack of confidence and and um, really creates a separation between the the things in life that occur to contribute to our limiting beliefs and thought about thoughts about ourselves in the world. So it's pretty amazing. And I can honestly say that in many, 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 many of my coaching success stories, EFT was somewhere at the core of that client's success because we build these walls around us. We all do. Uh, it's, it's our paradigm or our comfort zone. And those walls support us sometimes and those walls hold us back at times. So, you know, if after, you know, listening to the show, if you feel like, well, it's just not that easy for me, uh, then I want you to contact me to talk specifically about EFT and coaching because I can probably help you. In most cases, I do succeed in helping people with these types of stumbling blocks and issues in their lives. And it, uh, you know, I, I always say in a very humbled and honored way that I get to witness many miracles almost every day. And that is in, in the life, the lives that are changed as a result of, of coaching and the emotional freedom techniques. And I don't personally take credit for that at all. It's, it's, you know, a gift that is shared with those who were ready to grow. And so I give that, that credit to my clients and I would love for you to become one of them. So women, listen up. And men, I think this would be good for you to hear too, because it doesn't necessarily apply exclusively to women at all. Um, but and and it might help you to learn something about the women that you work with as well. So so give a listen to this. But women do feel less capable of running a business than men, according to the Global Entrepreneurship Monitor uh, Women's Report released in 2012. Women not only lack confidence, but they're generally more afraid of failure than their male counterparts. In addition... Women appear to show reluctance to scale their businesses or to enter new and less tested markets. Okay, so this report surveyed, get this, 198,000 women in 69 countries. And in all but seven of the countries surveyed, women represent a minority in the nation's entrepreneurs, with exceptions being Panama, Thailand, Ghana, Ecuador, Nigeria, Mexico, and Uganda. Who would think, right? The study cites a number of issues, including difficulty in obtaining higher level resources, such as equity uh, capital or corporate procurement contracts, as well as status expectations and gendered roles. But what's really interesting 
is that in every region studied, women have a greater fear of failure than men. Even the six where women represent an equal or majority uh, part of the nation's entrepreneurs. So I think that's that's pretty fascinating. But in, in my 11 years of, of coaching, I've witnessed many reasons for fear-based limitations that amazing women masterfully, masterfully impose upon themselves. I mean, I've worked with women who hold PhDs and uh, a track record of success who don't believe in themselves and who don't have the confidence to grow to the next level and to take their themselves to that next personal best. Um, so it's, it's just really fascinating. You know, women tend to go it alone. Women are more likely than men to operate without employees, for instance. And I think that there, there is a gender bias in some cases here because I work with women who have children and they're stay at home moms and they're running a business. And when the business takes off, the rules don't change. So in other words, they still expect themselves to keep a perfectly clean house, have dinner, a healthy dinner on the table every single night, to be the full-time caregiver for the children, to be the fabulous mom, the fabulous wife, fabulous daughter and sister and friend, and and run a full-time business that is profitable and, uh, you know, run flawlessly. So, you know, whether the the men, the husbands are imposing some of this or whether it's all self-imposed, I'm not going to say. I think it's a mix. I think there are husbands who, you know, I I had one client whose husband, quote unquote, forbade them to ever have her to ever put their children in any kind of childcare or have a babysitter come into the house. And yet he was very, very critical when the business didn't make a lot of money. I'm not saying, I'm not male bashing here, believe me. I love men, <laughs> okay? I'm, I'm just saying that there are, there are some roles that people, men too, are, are cast in and that we have to look out for that, okay? So the two reasons that women seem reluctant to bring on team members is the lack of funding and lack of those self imposed expectations that they should be capable of doing it all. But the fact is that a number of funding options specifically targeting women entrepreneurs have emerged around the world and include a variety of angel funds focused on women-led businesses. And certainly the new crowdfunding platforms, which are just fabulous and I'm so excited about, um, they, these are opening a wealth of opportunities for both male and female entrepreneurs, but women are less likely to build business models that are scalable. Thereby, they're less, you know, making them less attractive to investors. So, women, think about how your business can run without you, okay? If you want to gain attention from prospective investors, take a giant step back and restructure your business model so that you are at the top of a pyramid rather than in the middle of it all or at the base of it all holding you up, okay? So drop the belief that you have to be a perfect everything and begin to understand what you need to do for your business and what you need to do in your personal life to create balance. So there are a lot, you know, women need mentors, and mentors, So check out all 
the different options to you as a woman and start to think about how you balance, how you balance your life and business. And if it, it seems imbalanced, then take a step back and review. Take a step back and think about how you can change it to create balance. Because as I said earlier in the show, you always have options and choices. <laughs> always. I have never, I've said that to probably every client I've ever coached, and I can't even count how many that is. Um, and it has never been a lie. It has never been a fact. And uh, we, we always have something we can do de- next. Now, I'm not saying that is a painless option that you have or a lot of painless options, they're typically not, but we have choices. And so, again, working with your coach or mentor or peer, whoever can support you through this, stop what you're doing and check out those options, okay? So let's get us, ourselves out of that, uh, that minority here and out of that fear-based thinking that these studies are showing that we engage in. It's, it's truly, truly important to this world's economy because women are the driving force behind the world's economy. We make, I don't know, I don't remember the exact 80-some percent of all purchasing decisions, okay? Even if we're not the ones pulling out the charge card or the checkbook, we are behind the decision and, and really have a very final say in that. So, so ladies, step up, step up to the plate. And uh, oh, my producer says, yeah, probably 99%. All right, Casey. Oh, it's so true, isn't it? All right. Thank you so much for being here with me today. It's always fun, even though I don't get to hear you or see you. I know you're out there and I love you all. And again, I look forward to hearing from you at uh, just go to my website at MarlaTabaka.com. Visit me at Inc. and Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I would love to see you everywhere. Let me know that you're out there, folks. We'll see you here again next week at same time, same place on the Million Dollar Mindset. And uh, again, if you have show ideas, you know where to find me. This is Marla Tabaka wishing you a fabulous week and a fabulous day. I look forward to being with you again next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 